It's May 4th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cotnor. Before we get started today, I wanted to remind folks that the DSR Daily Brief is expanding to include short weekend analysis and interviews for members of the DSR network. So become a member today to hear our first bonus brief where I sat down with Dr. Katherine Shellstrom Elgin of the Center for Strategic and Budgetary Assessments to discuss the war in Ukraine. Thanks to all of our members like Terry from Nevada and Leslie from California for helping us make this happen. Our top story today, Ursula von der Leyen, President of the European Commission, unveiled a ban on Russian oil imports yesterday that is expected to be adopted by the end of the week. EU diplomats who have seen the sanctions documents said that Hungary and Slovakia, two members with outsized dependence on Russian oil imports, would be given until December 2023 to ban the fuel. The proposal also includes a variety of other sanctions, including on the head of the Russian Orthodox Church, Patriarch Kirill of Moscow, on Sparebank, Russia's biggest bank, banning more Russian broadcasters from European airwaves, and stopping EU companies from providing Russian clients with services like public relations consulting and accounting. Russian forces Tuesday began storming the Azovstal steelworks containing the last pocket of resistance in Mariupol. An evacuation effort from over the weekend helped 101 people escape the bunkers under the steelworks and see the daylight after two months. How many Ukrainians remain is unclear, but the Russians put the number at about 2,000 in recent weeks, and 500 were reported to be wounded. A few hundred civilians also remained there, Ukrainian Deputy Prime Minister Irina Vereshchuk said. In his nightly video address, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said that by storming the steel mill, Russian forces violated agreements for safe evacuations. The armed forces of Belarus began sudden large-scale drills on Wednesday to test their combat readiness, the Belarusian Defense Ministry said. The ministry said the exercise posed no threats to its neighbors or the European community in general. Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko spoke to his Russian counterpart Vladimir Putin on Tuesday, and the two discussed the Russian operation in Ukraine, among other issues, according to official statements. One thing that's worth noting here is that Belarus has largely stayed out of the conflict itself. Russia has used it as a launch pad for the initial wave of attacks, and then retreated back to Belarus to regroup before they launched their new focus on eastern Ukraine. However, as the war continues to go poorly for Russia, it may begin leaning harder on Belarus to send its military to back up Russian troops. North Korea launched a ballistic missile off its east coast on Wednesday, just days before the new South Korean president was scheduled to take office. The missile took off at 12.03 p.m. and flew 292 miles before falling in the sea between North Korea and Japan, the South Korean military said. The missile reached an altitude of 485 miles. Germany's top criminal court said on Tuesday that it had turned down the appeal of a Syrian man convicted last year of facilitating the torture of prisoners as a member of Syria's secret police. 
the man identified as Iyad A under German privacy laws was convicted of being an accessory to crimes against humanity and sentenced to four and a half years of prison by the court in Koblenz. The verdict was the first time that a court outside Syria had ruled in a case where Syrian government officials were accused of committing crimes against humanity. Russian mercenaries have been accused of summarily executing, torturing, and beating civilians in the Central African Republic. UN experts have also accused Russian mercenaries of committing systematic and grave human rights violations in CAR, which is one of the world's poorest countries but is rich in diamonds, gold, and uranium. Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, reiterated Moscow's official position that Wagner has nothing to do with the Russian state. Mexican authorities said Tuesday they have relocated a migrant camp that sprung up in a park in the border city of Reynosa, moving about 2,000 people from Central America and Haiti to a shelter in the city across the border from McAllen, Texas. Mexico's National Immigration Institute said the migrants were taken near midnight Monday to the shelter, which it said will have better hygiene and food services. The leader of Haiti's feared 400 Mowozo gang, which last year abducted a group of missionaries from the United States and Canada, has been extradited to the United States on Tuesday, the Haitian police said. Germain Jolie, a.k.a. Yon Yon, was extradited to the United States aboard a special FBI plane following a request for judicial assistance issued by the U.S. judicial authorities. Jolie faces charges in the United States relating to weapon smuggling and ransom of American citizens. Peacocks, emus, and turkeys, oh my. A woman in Kansas reported her four pet peacocks named Harry, Jack, Luna, and Jenny had escaped. Luna and Jenny came home on their own, but Harry and Jack are still on the loose. In North Carolina, a pet emu wandered from home before being returned to its owner. The female emu called Kevin had escaped from her owners in Moravian Falls, more than 30 miles away from where she was captured. And finally, a fearless wild turkey has been attacking walkers, joggers, and bikers on a trail in Washington, D.C. Several people have reported being chased, slammed into, clawed, and pecked in their encounters with a big bird on the Anacostia Riverwalk Trail in the northeast section of the district. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at daily at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and get access to our weekend bonus briefs. So go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, tune into our sister podcasts like Next in Foreign Policy, where Zoe and I talked with Jesse Kate Shingler about lunar policy, and Deep State Radio, where David Rothkoff, Rosa Brooks, Ed Luce, and Tom Nichols talked about how close we are to doomsday. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.